Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our faithfulness, it always falls short. We may decide that we are going to give it our all this time, but time and time again we fall short. In no place in our lives does, is this an, as evident as in our relationship with God and other people. We may promise that we are going to do, be a better son, daughter, husband, wife, or student, but before we know it, we find ourselves doing something that we regret, something that we wish we could take back. And Jesus made it clear in Matthew 25 that whatever we do unto the least of these, we do it unto him. We always fall short. And when we look at our own efforts, there is really no cause for peace. When we stand before God, there is always a recognition there, I could have done a little better. Very rarely could we honestly say that we give it our all. More times than not, there is always something more that we could have done. It's like when we don't get the grade in a class that we wish we would have gotten. More times than not, we can look back during that semester and say, yeah, I wasted this time here. I wasted that time there. There was something more that I could have done. The same is true in our relationship with God and other people. And even if we do think that we are doing good, some of us may think, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm a pretty good person. But we cannot rely, we cannot deny that even if we feel as though we are good people, we still feel a need to explain ourselves and explain ourselves to ourselves and to others that we really are doing good. If you think about if you think about it a good person really doesn't need to explain themselves. In the Matthew 25 scenario that I mentioned earlier when Jesus separates the sheep from the goats it is interesting to note that the people who were brought into relationship, brought into heaven, they argued against their good deeds. They didn't see any good in themselves. At the same time, it is also interesting to note that the people who were cast away were still trying to justify their actions right up to the last moment. The reason that we try to justify ourselves is because we are not confident in our own efforts. And deep down we understand, whether we admit it or not, that we have all sinned and we have all fallen short of the glory of God. We have not loved God with our whole heart and we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. God has written the law upon our hearts and this law condemns us. It condemns every single sin that we find in ourselves. When God brought the people of Israel out of Egypt, he made a covenant with them. 
And he promised that he would take care of them. And and he gave them his law. And this law was to describe what love towards God and what love towards neighbor is all about. This This law showed the way of life and it showed unity with God. But this law also showed that breaking it was the way of death. And it showed how this is separation from God. And upon receiving the Ten Commandments, the people said over and over again, all that the Lord has commanded, we will do. I don't think they were being prideful. I think they were in fear at that moment. And perhaps they really thought, this is something that I can do. In the moment, they thought that they had the power to do all that the law required. Have you ever made promises to yourselves and others that you were going to be a more loving person? Have you you ever thought, you know what, I'm going to treat people just a little bit better than I do. I don't like the way I act in this situation. Out of respect for my parents, you may think, I'm not going to waste as much time this semester. I'm going to give it my all in my classes. Next semester, I'm not going to cheat. That is, I'm not going to steal other people's work. And I'm going to put forth a better effort to contribute my own hard work to my classes and my projects. Over and over again, we're convicted by the law. And it seems that over and over again, we double down on our efforts to be better people. Even if we achieve one goal, the crazy thing is, I may get a lot better at this or that. I may achieve one goal, but I may let another area of my life slip away. For example, I may become a better student next semester, but in order to do that, I may end up neglecting people in my life that need me. Perfection is God's law, and all of us are breakers of it. The Israelites are not the only ones who broke God's covenant. We all, like sheep, have gone astray, each to his own way. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. I will make it with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. You see, just like the Israelites before us, we are always unfaithful. We break God's law, and by doing so, we harm ourselves and we harm other people, even those we love. We constantly put our own needs and desires above those of our neighbor. 
And when we look to our own efforts, as we stand before a righteous God, there is absolutely no peace at all. I remember I used to think about standing before God and it terrified me. Because when we look at our own track record, we see failed attempt after failed attempt. That is no peace. But thanks be to God, there is a new covenant where the faithfulness of God's Son replaces the faithlessness of all of us who had gone before and after Him. Jesus came to complete the covenant that we broke. And this is, this is cause for rejoicing. He came to complete it on our behalf. And when God the Father looks at each person who has received Jesus' work for, for their entire life, He sees His beloved child. When God looks at you, he sees his son. Those who know Jesus, they know the Lord. They have God's law written on their hearts and they love the law. Even when the law convicts us, we are thankful that his law has revealed to us the need that we have for Jesus. You see, I can't understand how important Jesus is to me unless I understand how badly I've broken the law. I don't want to hide my sin from God. I want to confess it, and I want Jesus' hard work for me to forgive me. May my body of death be replaced with his body of life. And on the night that we remember tonight, where Jesus instituted the supper in which he gives us his body and blood to eat and drink, his body and blood to cleanse us from all of our sin, we recognize that he came to pay the price that we could not pay. He came to give his life as a ransom to set us free from our everlasting death. And by his work, the Father remembers our sin and lawless deeds no more. By his, for in Christ Jesus, in his body and blood given and shed for us, there is forgiveness. You see, Jesus' life and death, his life, death, and resurrection says this to us all that the Lord has commanded. I will do. Not me, but Jesus says, I will do. I will accomplish it. Not for my own glory, not to boast. I will accomplish the law to satisfy its demands. I will love God with all my heart and soul, and I will love my neighbor as myself. And upon fulfilling the law, I will die the death that each and every person deserves. And upon my death, the judgment of the law, it will be satisfied. And all who are under the judgment will be set free. 
Jesus obeyed. Jesus died. Your freedom was gained. And peace with God, it is obtained. Describing what Jesus did for us, the writer of Hebrews writes, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence, I love that word. Without Jesus, all I had was insecurity. Since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean, sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. You see, we approach God not based on our merits, but based on His merits. He's the one who laid down His life for His bride, the church. That's us. Who laid down His life having washed her with water and the Word. He presents us clean without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. This is not something that we could do on our own. It is something that He has done. And on the night that we remember this evening, Jesus said to the apostles who were with Him, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. He was about to die and He knew it. He was going to suffer the suffering that we deserved. And before he did, he wanted to give to those who followed him, who believed on his name, his very body and his very blood. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup is poured out for you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Did you hear the word new covenant? The covenant that Jeremiah spoke of. In this covenant, Jesus is giving it all. In this covenant, guess what? We are receiving it all. In the old covenant, we fell short. When we make our promises to be better, we always fall short of perfection. But here in the new covenant, perfection comes to us. Perfection gives himself to us. And he gives himself out of love for us. Under the new covenant, under the new covenant, we don't have to say to one another, know the Lord. We all know him. From the least to the greatest. For as the Lord said, I will forgive their iniquity. I will remember their sin no more. Guess what? You are clean. 
because of the word that he has spoken to you. God remembers nothing that you have done that falls short of perfection. It is paid for. So we confess it. Whenever we find sin in our lives, we don't try to hide it. We say, Jesus, here is some more. Take it from me. May your perfection replace my imperfection. And we receive his body and blood in the supper. We receive the one who was promised from the very beginning. In Jesus, we receive God's love. The one who brings us the peace that we could have never earned no matter how hard we tried. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.